Welcome to the Eyewitness Podcast, where each surprising episode brings you face-to-face with one of God's friends from the Bible. You'll hear stories told from the perspective of the famous people in the Bible, people with real struggles, real doubts, and real questions. Through their deeply intimate and honest stories, you'll hear how God craves a relationship with you. Now presenting The Birth of a King Told by Mary, the real-life human God chose to carry the Savior. A murmuring breeze, a tingle down the back of my neck. I felt it before I saw it. A presence filled the room, and I held my breath as I realized I was no longer alone. I blinked, and a being appeared, an angel I was sure of it. He spoke with a voice that flowed through me like dark wine. The angel said, God says you're the one. Isn't that wonderful? The one? The one for what? I stared into the angel's glimmering eyes, not knowing what to say or feel or think. My first instinct was to run screaming for my life. You have nothing to be afraid of, he said, showing a face somehow both serious and joyful. He went on, Quite the opposite, in fact. God has chosen you to do the most extraordinary thing this world has ever seen. You're going to have a baby, but not just any baby, the greatest child ever born, God's son. God will make him the king of Israel, and he'll sit on his ancestor David's throne, and he'll be the last king the world will ever need. The angel's smile grew wider. You'll call him Jesus. I could feel my face flush. A baby? How is that possible? I squeezed my legs together and stared at the floor. I've never even had sex. The angel leaned in close and said, God will take care of that. His Holy Spirit will keep you pure and plant the seed at the same time. God will be the baby's father and you will be his mother. One moment I'm thinking of laundry, and the next I'm being told that I'm having God's baby. (laughs) Though the room seemed to spin around me, I knew there was only one answer I could give. Yes, I whispered. I believe you. I'll do whatever God wants. The words had barely left my mouth when the angel vanished, hardly an echo of its presence left behind. I sat staring at the empty space where the angel had been. I placed my trembling hand to my stomach. Was my baby, God's baby, already blossoming in my womb? Then it hit me. How would I tell my fiancé I was pregnant with God's baby? Would Joseph understand something I barely understood myself? Would he believe me? Be excited? Embarrassed? Angry? I could hardly speak when I told him. I have something to tell you, Joseph, I said. He said, what is it, Mary? Is everything okay? You might want to sit down, I said. Is this good news or bad news, he asked. It's very good news, I said, but kind of scary, too. A messenger from heaven came to visit me. From heaven, he asked. I explained, 
He said God has chosen me for something very special. Chosen you? For what? He asked. I tried to explain. Um, God wants me to carry his baby, and his son will become the ruler of the world. The color drained from Joseph's face. Mary, are you sure you weren't dreaming or hallucinating or... I said, it was the most real thing that has ever happened to me. After a moment, Joseph said, people will say things. The last thing I want is for you to get hurt. I'm not hurt, I'm happy, I told him. And Joseph said, I love you, Mary, but maybe marriage isn't going to be the best thing for us. I cried myself to sleep that night, every teardrop a flood of heartache. But God sent a messenger to Joseph, too, an angel with the same news. The expression on Joseph's face the next morning, mouth agape, eyes wide, told me everything I needed to know. We got married, and a few months later, we found ourselves traveling to Bethlehem, the hillside town of Joseph's ancestors. We had to fill out paperwork for the emperor's population records. During the journey, my mind filled with thoughts for my baby. I smiled at the thought of holding him in my arms and kissing his sweet face. A thousand questions swelled inside me. Would God's son be like other kids? Would he play games and tell jokes? Would he cry if he fell and scraped his knees? Would he be smarter than them? Smarter than me? And what would Jesus be like as a man? Would he be a carpenter like my husband? Would people be able to tell that Jesus was special? Would he seem more like a human or more like a god? Would he still call me mama when he became God's king? This first-person story is read from the book Eyewitness, the Visual Bible Experience. Eyewitness is a beautiful coffee table book featuring original illustrations from artists around the world. All the stories are told in first person, designed to give readers a new and immersive way to experience God's story. Learn more at experienceeyewitness.com. When we arrived in Bethlehem, we found it crowded and bustling. We stayed at the home of some of Joseph's relatives, though there wasn't space for us in the guest room. We made our beds on the floor of the main room, alongside a few goats and sheep. It wasn't home, but it felt good to be warm and safe as the baby's kicks grew stronger. When Jesus was born, he was perfect. Ten fingers, ten toes, and the most beautiful brown eyes I'd ever seen. As human as human could be, and as angelic as every mother's baby looks in her arms. I wrapped Jesus in spare strips of fabric and laid him in the softest place I could find a bed of straw in the lamb's manger. Not exactly the throne of a king, but the best we could do for now. My sweet child was exactly where he belonged, among loved ones. He was indeed one of us. That night, we heard a knock at the door. Joseph opened it to find a crew of shepherds, shy and apologetic, craning their necks to peek inside. When they saw my baby lying in his makeshift cradle, their faces lit up. It's him, the savior of the world, whispered one of the shepherds, grinning from ear to ear. Just like the angel told us, said another. You've seen an angel? I asked. A whole swarm of them. 
one wide-eyed shepherd said. We're out in the field watching our flocks when the sky just sort of explodes. An angel shows up out of nowhere, tells us we've got nothing to be afraid of, and that he has good news for us. Said a baby'd been born this very day in this very town, but not just any baby, the Savior, the Shepherd of Shepherds, said another, inching toward the manger to get a better look at the newborn. Then all of a sudden we were surrounded, angels everywhere, the whole army of heaven, and they sang a song with something like, Glory to God in the highest heaven, may peace spread through the world, and all people show goodness to each other. The shepherds huddled around Jesus, trying their hardest to make him smile. They laughed as he gripped their rough, calloused fingers. When they got up to leave, they were swiping away tears with grass-stained sleeves. We never met a king before, said one of the shepherds. We gotta tell everyone about this. Then they thanked us and rushed out the door. Sometime later, we heard another knock at the door. We were surprised to find a band of magicians, exotic sorcerers from the lands in the east. They were the kind of people who interpreted dreams and read the night skies and wore charms around their necks. The stars have given us a sign, the Magi told us. They say a Jewish king has been born. This must be the child. Then those noble folks, in all their luxurious garments, dropped to their knees and bowed to Jesus. They chanted tributes and lavished my son with accolades fit only for a monarch. Then they opened their gilded boxes and pulled out extravagant gifts of gold and the finest spices and oils, like frankincense and myrrh. The enchanters had become the enchanted. These regal officials, these advisors of royalty, had found their ultimate king in a boy who had never set foot in a palace. My heart is full of thoughts and wonders about the future. Someday Jesus will be a great and mighty ruler, but until then, he's my cuddler-in-chief. I'm sure one day they'll put some kind of crown on his head, but for now, I'm keeping him safe in my arms. Yes, he's God's son, but right now, he's my precious baby. This whole experience has given me a lot to ponder. Who am I? I'm just your average Jewish girl from a small town far away from anything important. Like every other Jewish girl, I grew up hearing the stories about a Messiah who'd become Israel's new king who would rescue us from our oppressors. So why me? No one would look at me and say, now there's the mother of a king. <laughs> no one ever mistook me for someone who belongs in a castle. I can't tell you why God chose me, but he did, and that's all that matters. God said you, and I said yes. Who are you? You might be just like me, normal, unexceptional, as average as they come, but that's not what God thinks about you. God thinks the world of you. If God can do something extraordinary through me, he most definitely can do it through you, too. So, why not you? When God points his finger and says you, will you say yes? Get your copy of Eyewitness, the Visual Bible Experience today 
Go to experienceeyewitness.com and click on order a copy. Eyewitness makes a great gift. <music>